Hey, Devil fans, you're tuned in to the Uncle Pucker New Jersey Devil Podcast, and here are your hosts, Chris Cole and Dan Martin. Hello, Devil fans. My name is Chris Cole, along with my boy Dan Martin. We are the Uncle Puckers, and you are listening to the New Jersey Devil Uncle Pucker Podcast. Uh, today is uh, Friday, and we just finished uh, back-to-back games on Wednesday night against the Detroit Red Wings. Thursday night, we uh, failed to come through against the St. Louis Blues, and we will discuss that, among other things, on this wonderful State of the Devils episode. What's up, Dan? What is going on, Chris? It's been a couple of good games to have you on your edge of your seat uh, for good and bad, last two games. Um, they, t- they said a lot about this team and where they're at, right? Yeah, I thought the the Red Wing game was uh, an exceptional game. Um, I think we match up really well against Detroit, um, yeah. and uh, I, I thought Vanacek played brilliantly. I thought that the team did a lot of the things that was hurting this team. You know, the couple weeks ago through basically the month of December, I thought they cleaned up very nicely. They weren't making you know stupid passes. Uh, yeah. Everything was up the boards. Everything was clean. Um, they their breakouts, you know, they they really limited the mistakes, mm-hmm. and they were able to generate a ton of offense and use their speed. And uh, I thought that game uh, should have been a shutout. Yeah, um, yeah, one little you know late goal there, it's a little bit of a seeing eye puck, and well, uh, Severson did kind of miss his guy and let him get right in. Um, and, and, and not to you know be a shitting on Severson episode, uh, but. Uh, you know he, uh, he well you know it, it, I just think this what is this the, I think the second shutout that he blew for Vanity yeah yeah <laughs> so but you know we'll we'll talk about you know big deal one goal right. um, I thought that the Devils played really really good against Detroit and uh, you know again Hughes Hamilton Heischer, uh would really like to see the Devils start getting some of that secondary scoring back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think in the Red Wing game, you had guys like Sharon Govich and Mercer that had quite a few opportunities. The opportunities were there. Um, Wood, Wood opportunities had a few. there. Yes. Um, so it's it's nice that they're getting chances, but like you look at it, like hey, if they start capitalizing, then this is a scary team again. This is like that streak we're talking about. This is like winning a game by six, seven goals. Yeah, exactly, and they. You know, and then you go to last night's game against St. Louis. Not the result you wanted, but I thought the team all in all played pretty good. A lot of the same good things going on. Yes. A ton of shots. Um, a lot of great chances. Some of those same players didn't cash in. It was more... Hughes with two beautiful goals. Dude, he's just ridiculous. It's amazing. And, and uh, But, you know, Tatar and Hala, I think, last they night were great. the two that, that missed a few golden opportunities. Yeah, but, but they also created a lot with yes. him. They were good there with him. I, I but like, you're right; like they could have cashed in, and and, and that same uh, combo, um, you know, with with Wood uh, getting passes and just not quite, you know, with Mercer just not quite finishing. And I thought that um, Wednesday night really showed a uh, the the Red Wing game right. a ton of growth from Alexander Holtz by yes. far. This was like the first game I was like, now I get it. Yes. Where I was like, this guy has a lot to offer. It, He's filling in for Bastion, and, you know, it's been fantastic. Yeah. These these last couple of games, I, I mean, I was a little lukewarm with him in the beginning of the year. And, you know, yeah, he had to get, you know, figure this 
game out at this level. Mm-hmm. And Wednesday night was the first time, I think, since he's been up that it looked like he started getting it. Yeah, I'm wondering um, if he's the kind of player who's just better suited to that third kind of line and versus fourth and getting more time. And you know, I don't know what it is, but he definitely is gelling better in Bastion's spot than he did last time he was I agree. up with the club. And just, you know, the, he had a goal against the Red Wings. He mm-hmm. set up a beautiful goal to Michael McLeod um, in, in that game. And, yeah, so all around I was I was really happy with the, the way the whole team played. Right. Um, and, you know, Jordan Billington, Binnington, rather, uh, in Saint, the St. Louis game last night, you yeah. know, he played phenomenal. I was looking for a classic Bennington blow-up where the, he freaks out and loses his mind, but he played great. No, and he didn't lose. After the third goal, he kind of like, he, he skated behind his net, and you could tell he was getting, he was really starting to get ants. I was like, oh man, I hope they tie this. Because yeah. um, he was going to lose his shit if they did. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so, but he played fantastic. Yeah. He, they came up short, but again, if you go back from last Friday which was the game against the Penguins, okay? So out of so it's the, you got the Penguins, you had the Hurricanes, yep. you had um, the Red Wings, the Blues, and now the Rangers tomorrow. Right. So that's five games in the last basically 8 days. Mhm. Um, you beat the Rangers, you walk out of this this week with seven out of a possible 10 points. Uh, hey, that's fantastic. Um, and if you Absolutely. can do that on a consistent basis then this team should have no problem gathering the points needed to get into the playoffs. Yeah. So, um, you know, we'll talk a little bit later on about the about the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, but Coming we, up big game. Yeah, it is a big game. And the Rangers had a big win last night against Montreal. I think they won 4-1. Um, they're playing a heck of a lot better. And, uh, you know, anytime you go up against uh, Shesterkin, I mean, the Devils have kind of shown this year, uh, especially probably the last five to six weeks, that... Uh, a goaltender who is on point and playing their the best uh, their best hockey that you know can give the Devils fits. They can give any team fits, but for Absolutely. some reason, you know the Devils. It, I don't know if it's now like a mental thing where it's happened too long, where you know you go through a period, a period and a half, a half a game's worth of a goaltender, you know, just shutting the door on you after glorious opportunity after glorious opportunity. I'm just wondering how much of being such a young team, how much does that start to I know. sit I in their head? I hope they remember, though, during and that streak, you remember how many times a goalie was hot and was playing out of his head in the first period. Right. And they, you know, they didn't break through till the second period. And it's like, it doesn't matter how good this goalie <clears throat> is. We can still beat him. I agree. Let's overwhelm this team, and no goalie can stop us when we're going that much. And I thought that in... The Blues game was one of the few games where they didn't own the third period. That's I thought true. The Blues... I, I was actually kind of surprised in the yes. third. I was actually ready for a big third. Yeah. I mean, you, you looked at it, okay, 2-2, kind of disappointed that they gave away the lead. And just thinking, okay, they have everything they need. They've been playing so well. A good third period is all they really need. Didn't happen. Yeah. It was, it was a sloppy third period. And um, when you say, like... Oh, you know, falling into that kind of where you can I kind of see him sag like, oh, this goalie's got our number. You felt that, yeah. With the it was a, felt and, like Bennington was had taken that power from them. And I agree. And I think also the second night of a back to back, you know, yeah. yeah they yeah. and and for some just strange reason they are not great at home, and it's something that they even yeah. talk about a little bit on the broadcast. Yeah, it's become you know, a real trick. It is, and and uh, you know, which I'm. I love that they're doing so well on the road, but yeah. you know what? 
you are having 15,000 people show up to see you every night and pay their hard-earned money to watch this team, yeah. you know, to... Not to mention, you're going to have half your playoff games at home, man. Yeah. Can't really win a playoff series. You're right. Not winning at least but a But you go laying eggs every night at home, well, yeah. that 15,000 is going to start to dwindle a little bit. And you that know too. what? Come on, man. The, you know, the fans deserve to see this team. My you're trying to sell that jersey jersey. It was a good night to do it. You're wearing it. I, I had to loan out. To... I had to loan out all my jerseys last night. My, my sister and the kids and everybody all went up to the game. Oh, so she, really? Yeah. She's like, do you have any Devils jerseys? I'm like, how many do you need? She's like, three? I'm like, all right, I'll get you the three. Right, if you buy any <laughs> Devils jersey, just as a side note, what's the next one you're buying if you're buying one? If I'm buying one right now? Yeah. Um, a retro, no yeah. doubt. The reverse retro? The reverse retro. Yeah. Uh, I well, love that one. It could be the last time to see it tomorrow. They said that's the last time it's scheduled, at least so far, and they could change this. But it's the last time they're going to play in the reverse retro in the season. Really? In the game against the Rangers tomorrow. Now I'm guessing so, the postseason they would probably wear them, yeah, right? Yeah, and I think it is subject to their whim. If they want to change it, they can't. But hmm. uh, they somehow, through the broadcast, I think, you know, uh, Bowling announced that that's the case, that the tomorrow's game is the last one to feature the reverse retro. I do enjoy those. I really like them. Um, yeah. I like them better than the Jersey jersey. Yeah, that was on display last night. And, you know, when they're winning, it doesn't look so bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then by the third true. period, I was like a little bummed with it again. Well, so, I mean, the the Ranger game, and I'm not sure, I, I don't have it with me. I'm just, let me, I just want to check the, the points real quick in the oh, Metro. Because yeah, I'm just curious, standings. yeah, where where do they sit? Okay, where do the we Rangers sit? have 46 points. We have 49. So this could be the Rangers' uh, opportunity to close in on How us. many points do they have? 46 points as of right now. And we're sitting at 49. 49. Okay. And, you know, Carolina has got a, a 56, you know, a full seven points ahead of us. They lost last night, too, which was a blown opportunity to yeah. gain a couple of points on Games them. Games played. But Rangers least, have one over us. Yeah, we have one in hand over yeah. the Rangers. I think we have one in hand over most of the Metropolitan Division. Yeah. Um, in fact... The uh, Capitals have two. We have two in hand over them. Nice. And uh, we are tied with them. No, I'm sorry. They have uh, 47 points. We have 49. So okay. We're two points ahead, four games. With two, games, two games in, in hand. hand. Okay. Exactly. All right. Well, you know, look, it, like we said, if they can garner 10 out of a uh, seven, rather, out of a possible 10 points over the next eight, you know, these, these last eight days, including tomorrow. Uh, if they can put, we talked on the last podcast about the consistency, you know, you had mentioned, you know, three out of five, four out of five, you know, just show the consistency and you know what they're this, this year, I think, you know, uh, 2023, how it started, uh, it was uh, such a night. I I feel like December, I, I, I'm really kind of hoping was just a little bit of a fluke, a little bit yeah. of, you know, they got hit with the injury bug, can't, things kind of went can't sideways. Can't have another December. Another you, December, I mean, you're going to drop out of the top four seats. Yeah, uh, you have, a, you have another December, right you're, you know, you and Columbus are, are you're looking. Fighting yeah, for yeah. You're, you're fighting for a spot. Yeah, you're fighting for last spot. Yeah. You know, so, um, or last that, place. That was a bad December. Yeah. It was and, a long December. Yeah. <laughs> There's reason to believe that this year will be better than the last. Were you out counting crows? What are you talking about? I have no idea. Let's. Uh, how about we get to the State of the Devils uh, section of this podcast? And yes. We have yes. a couple of topics that we're okay. going to discuss. Very good. All right. The first topic I uh, titled, Will He or Won't He? Mm. Now, January is upon us. 
Yes. And everybody knows uh, that follows this team that contract negotiations between Jesper Bratt and the organization are firing up again. Now, uh, about a week or so ago, I read an article um, that had a couple of quotes by Jesper Bratt. And he basically, he was asked about the contract. And he, you know, he said the, you know, boilerplate, uh, you know, you know, uh, yeah. you know, answer of, I love this team. I want to stay here. I think we can make something work. I like the direction the team's going in and I want to be a part of it in the future. Right. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Now, if they don't get this thing done, mm. okay, and this is, well, if anybody who isn't aware of the situation, when Jesper Bratt was a restricted free agent at the right. end of last this season. summer, at the end of the season, he became an the, RFA, yes. restricted free agent. And this summer, uh, him and Tom Fitzgerald could Which, not... by the way, just back up. A restricted free free agent means this is... Uh, the Devils have the right to match any offer he Absolutely. gets and retain him. Yes. As opposed to an unrestricted free agent. A lot of fans know this already. But some don't, and that, now you know. And unrestricted can go anywhere that they want. They exactly. can pack up and, and leave. And they can go for yes. less money. It doesn't matter. Which, they can go anywhere they want. If Jesper Bratt does not sign an extension with the Devils, is what he will become at the end of this season. Right. He will be an RFA, and he will... A UFA, rather. Yes. Um, and he will have the opportunity to test the market and see where it gets sure. him. Now... Before they this season started, they didn't have an agreement on a contract, and Jesper Bratt's agent wanted to go to arbitration. Arbitration is never good; it always ends up messy. Uh, yeah, every trying to like know. split the baby. Right? Yeah, so but, they go but into, there's lawyers for the players' union yes. for a player and for the team. They get together and they go, "You want this? You want this? We're going to settle right here." And it's kind of for a one-year thing, right? And it, I've never seen it arbitration more than one year. It's only for one. year. Yes, exactly. And but it's there's a little bit more to it that always ends up bringing some bad blood because it's mm-hmm. not just a, this is what I want to pay you and this is what I want and let's meet in the middle. It's this is what I want and this is why I think I deserve it. And then the other side saying this is, this is why worth. you don't deserve exactly. it. This is all that you're worth. Right. So and you usually you, people get their nose out of joint. Yes. Very few contracts to go arbitration end up being. And next time around, they settle. Never. On a five-year <laughs> deal. Very, very so rarely. We're kind of climbing uphill with this, trying to keep Brad on the scene. Well, like historically. The, the day that they were supposed to go to arbitration, mm-hmm. they locked in one year okay. for five and a half million. That's true. It didn't actually so go to arbitration. So it didn't go to arbitration. It was settled, and, like, last minute. Right. So Jesper Bratt right now is playing a one-year deal with the Devils for $5.45 million a year. Okay. Now, back when... Uh, the negotiations were going on in the summer. I believe the number that he was looking for was about six and a half million a year, mm-hmm. which would make Jesper Bratt one of the highest paid players on this team. Um, right. And so now, I did. I picked a few guys okay. that all get around six and a half to seven million dollars a year around the league or on this team around the league. Okay, um, and I figured let's. Put their numbers up against Bratz and see. Looks like you're doing the job that any responsible owner would do. Which I'm sure that they did. I'm sure. Um, so Bratt right now is 14 goals, 25 assists, and 39 points. Right. Now, That's on pace for roughly what, you think? We played 39 games, right? Right. 82 points. There you go. So he's on pace for a point a game. Right. Um, which and should be, what, almost a 40-goal scorer? Or no, more. 
Well, right now he has no. 14 30, goals. 30 goals. Yeah, score. maybe 25 to 30, that I would matters. say. That's a big and difference. That's, 30 goal, 40 goal score. They make different money. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, 20 and 30 make dif- uh, different exactly. money. So I went through a few. Um, these guys all make $6.5 million a year. Okay, who we got? We got, first one was Sam Reinhart from Florida. Okay. Okay. What's his stats? He has 12 goals, 14 assists, 26 points. So he has he has thirteen points less yes. than Jesper Brad. He played the same amount of games, and Jesper Brad is two years younger. I'm sorry, three years younger. No major injuries to report. You've kind of done your <clears throat> due diligence in making sure we got apples to apples here. Uh, close enough. Good. Enough for no this. Idea. Enough no, for this Ryan podcast. Enough hey, um, for our purposes. <laughs> um, Debrinkat over in Ottawa. Uh, okay. Debrinkat signed a six point four million dollar deal with Ottawa. Mm-hmm. He's 25 years old, which, again, a year older. Uh, and he's sitting on a right, right around Brat. 13 goals, 23 assists, 36 points. Basically identical numbers. Mm. Um, and Another I, point for Brat's argument. Yeah. And I, I, I would say that if you were out of this list, all the guys that I have, I would probably put Brat closest comparison with the Brinkett. Mm-hmm. But then we have Brendan Gallagher from Montreal. All right. All right. Another winger. Six and a half million a year. He's six years older. He's thirty. He's he only played twenty five games, so we, it's not an apples to apples, okay. and well, he only only has right. nine points. But he's right. a guy. But if he had played more, he might be in the same wheelhouse for points. I mean, you're talking maybe ten games. You think he would be up? Uh, he only has nine. I mean, so He'd I think his, like his production. Yeah, maybe. But these guys are in the thirties. So I mean, oh, it's, points, not goals. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Oh. points, points. Okay, so yeah, he's not even doing half of what Brad's no. doing. Claude Giroux, mm. six and a half million from Ottawa. Get along with the tooth, Claude Giroux. Again, eleven years yeah. the, the senior to Jesper Bratt, and he's sitting on fifteen and twenty-one for thirty-six points. Okay, so he's right around the same too. So yeah. when you look at these, and Chris Kreider, you have him for the Rangers. Um, yeah, yeah. Six and a half Probably million. Probably similar age, right? 30, no, Kreider's 31. Right. Six years, six years. Okay. Uh, and Kreider's no, sitting on, like, yeah, yeah, I got you. Kreider's sitting on 18-11 for 29 points. Right. Um, so, so you really haven't seen any of your list, which I'm assuming, you didn't cherry pick. You just kind of looked for sa- similar salaries. Brat would be the top of that. If, what, uh, uh, if he was making that money, he'd be at the top of that list. You he, got anybody above him? Out of just this list yeah. um, that I have, there's a lot of guys that make that money. But like right. I said, out of this list and just these guys in a tiny, tiny, small sample size, but Jesper Bratt is on pace, is leading in every category. Sure. So he has more points. And the biggest thing is he's younger yes. than all of these guys. Well, you know, that's so, another thing I was going to say. Like to, to give you a little caveat to your list. Remember how these contracts work. The guys who have five, six, seven years, not the one or two years, but the, you know, like a significant amount of time, longer than Brat, that, that's why they're making that money because they're, let's face it, they're at the end of their careers, they're right. past their prime at least, and that's why they got the contract based on their prime. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's almost like, yeah, when they were his age, they probably were also underpaid. I didn't go back and do the research. No, but you're going to give you an idea. I think there's, I think there's a lot of truth to that. But you know, if for for what we have right now, yeah. and looking at Brat's contract now, if Brat is still looking for six and a half million dollars, right? What would you have any reservations to not give him that? No, not based on that. Um, 
I, I, I think it was something like, when you looked at his upside last year, you looked where this team was going, how you had nobody you really would want to replace him with, that he didn't have a, a hole in his game. I thought you should have gave it to him then. I so I've always been like, what the fuck are you doing dicking around with another 1.5 per year? And then I have to throw ridiculous amounts of money that we don't make around willy-nilly. It's basically, it's money, it's basically it's a, a million a year. I mean, you yeah, gave right, him one year at 5.45. 5.45. So, you know, almost just a million dollars right. a year. And if that was the case and you fucked yourself because you were wanting to save, what, $5 million over the whole contract of a five-year deal? Right. What the fuck are you doing? And, and again, like... So, I kind of get, you know, Fitzgerald's, you know, I'm, I'm kind of thinking that it went like, look, play for us this year, we'll give you five and a half million, uh, let's get a deal done, if you, you know, if things are looking good, let's get it done mid, mid-season, his and I'll give you... not though, because when he fucking walks, you're going to own that as a huge mistake? I agree, but, so, so they're... Like, what's his upside? Well, then I was thinking about, what are the options with Jesper Bratt? And... In essence, there are only two. Okay. All right. The only things that make any kind of sense, the thing that makes the most sense, is right. lock him up, sign him to a five-year deal, six-year deal, give him his six and a half million dollars a year. Same thing and, we said last year. You know exactly. Yep. And and the other thing is he walks at the end of the season and he's an unrestricted free agent, right. and then he tests the market, and you're most likely going to lose him. Right. If they say they they want to go test the market, it means they don't want to play for you anymore. Right. And um, there and then you know I was thinking, well, could they trade him? And to me, that doesn't make any sense because if he doesn't have a contract, here's the thing: if, the, if this was the Devil team last year and Brat was in this position last year, then maybe I could have seen Tom Fitzgerald possibly trading him for some blockbuster. Right. I've got first round draft pick. Exactly. I got and, you know maybe the first overall pick or some crazy but you, huge deal. You well, maybe only if you know he's not coming back, right? Like, and you, you think maybe really make that trade. Now this yeah. year it makes no sense to trade him because he doesn't have any an extension. So right. if a team wants him to, well, we just want to grab him for a Stanley Cup run. No, 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 no. If he's staying anywhere, he's going to stay here. The whole deal with him, right? It, it, and you know that that means he would have to agree to a trade and agree to work out an extension with that team before he gets the trade done. Right. Um, to make any other team comfortable. Now, I say last year it might have worked because you were in a position to sell last year. This team was going nowhere. Right. So, and but you're, you're selling them going, you're getting him for a year no matter what. Right. Now they can't do that. Right. They have to make the whole deal, which is like you're not trading away anything. Right. You're giving them nothing. And and why would you trade a guy who can help you make a, a, a playoff push to a team who wants to use him to help them make a playoff push this year? Oh, doesn't make sense. You are a seller this right. year. Or a buyer or you're a buyer this year. year. So I think no matter what, Jesper Bratt plays the rest of this year. And if Tom Fitzgerald, who's done, you know, I think almost a, a perfect job yeah. uh, these last couple of seasons, were really putting I together. Know. I want to give him credit for an angle that I'm not seeing right now because he's done such a good job. Right. What is, is it Fitzgerald it is, or is it Bratt? Is it Bratt's agent? Yeah, is, right. Does, does he just have a ball buster agent? Yeah. I don't know who he's Does got. Bratt not want to play here? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, but you go back, let's go back. Let me ask you a quick question. Go back to the Stanley Cup teams of 95 to 2003. You know, we had five, six guys that were on, you know, probably more if I really stop and go over the rosters, but, but we had basically five or six that core guys 
Guys that were there for every cup. Now, yes. go ahead. Name me. Name me. I'll see. We probably have the exact same ones. Go ahead. Okay. Well, you, of course, you got, from the goaltender out, you got Marty, you got Stevens, you got Niedermeyer. Now, um, forwards. Who are our core forwards for all those cups? See, to me, I have one more. A lot. I have one more, defenseman, one more defenseman. And I have only one forward in my quick five that okay. I dig. Because uh, we've had some great defensemen. I don't know if they had all three cups. And White and Rafalski. Danica. Dan- <laughs> Sorry, Dano. <laughs> How do you forget that? He, he's core, but, you know, I, I, honestly, I never think he was a skilled guy. He was so reliable. Yeah. That's why I kind of missed him out. Um, and there's right. really only one forward that you so, can yeah, think of, Yeah, who's the right? forward? So many. Oh, yeah. Eliash. Yeah. Right. Who was the kid in 95. Yes. And uh, took over the team as time went on. As, like, the core guy um, forward-wise. So now, give me your core five on this present Devil team. Okay. Um, I, I think we're a little early, but I feel like Vanstrak's going to be that he's core on mine. He's on my he's five He's going to be that core guy. Um, he's, if they go deep into playoffs, I feel like it's going to be him. Um, it has to be, I so think. So, of course, everybody knows Jack Hughes' core guy. Right. He is... Uh, and it's amazing because they're kind of like the inverse of the the old devils. Oh yeah, it, it's it's definitely forward center. It's all forwards. Right? I mean, from the middle, now yeah. you build from center out. I have one defenseman in my forward list in my in my five list for this it's team. Marino. No, actually, no. it's oh, not Hamilton. It's Hamilton. Hamilton. You know, he fits with the character of the team even more than Marino. Even though I think Marino is more money defense wise, Hamilton can score beautiful goals yes. as we've seen the last few games. And throughout the season, so you're not. It's not a bad call, um, but yeah. So we got Hamilton as defense. Um, I'm, I'm going to leave Brad for last. Well, I guess I didn't leave Brad for last. So Brad is a core guy. Right, he is a core guy. Um, beyond that, I think it's kind of interesting. So we got Hughes, obviously. Um, I think you're missing another obvious one. I think you're Danicoing Heischer. <laughs> yeah, I sure am. I don't know what I'm doing with these poor guys. He shares definitely, and he's right. the best two-way forward we got it's by amazing. far. And and, and uh, you know he's doing his best as captain. It's a it's a core position. We for sure. We to to our listening audience here, Dan and I. We didn't. Dan doesn't know these questions. I, I, so we didn't no. discuss this. So my my five right yes. are, are Vanacek, Hamilton, Hughes, Heisher, and Brad. Same yes. exact five as yours. They have to be. Right. Honestly, I feel like. You you want to write us and argue that? Please go ahead because I can't imagine you have a point here. Yeah, it, it has to be those guys. We'll, we'll maybe listen to it, but yeah. that's about it. Uh, I want to know. Yeah, I mean, so so if we're sitting here, and if you ask probably you know a hundred Devil fans, you know, I think that Brat would probably be in ninety percent of the a hundred Devil fans top. Since five. we're limited to five, which is how we started this whole thing off, that's fine. I will throw this out. Yet. By the end of the playoffs this year. It's possible that if you had to limit it to five, not just add another guy and make it six, you may see Plot take somebody's spot. That's and very true. We're not true. there yet because he's got to play healthy and do everything he can do. But just having him back last game, he it, was awesome. It's funny. It was because so great to have him back. He can be so important for this team. I mean, maybe over the course of the dynasty, he might not have the age there, but he's still a fairly young guy. So we'll see. Well, you know, it's funny we didn't even discuss it and yeah. uh, pull out yet. But I thought the exact same thing. There was an aura about him on the ice when he was out there. Oh, he made everybody it better. Was yeah, 
and just anything from you know an entry to finishing a beautiful hit mm-hmm. and and just setting the tone. The man yep. is going a couple of weeks, and uh, oh yes. my god, this team that Very line scary should be fun. when he went out. I think yes. the second, game. yes, with the skate issue, and I'm like. Did he just fucking get hurt? Because <laughs> yes. I'm gonna shoot myself. So, and but thankfully, uh, it, it was no big deal. He was back. Um, Bill Spaulding made me very nervous the way he said it. And like, I, I know he's going down the. And tunnel. even Danico was like, "Oh no, not yeah. again! Oh, like, this can't happen." That's what said. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So the second topic. Yeah. So we so we we're back to real quick. We, yeah, we do sure. agree that that yes, the brat needs to be locked up. Needs to be locked up this month. Yes. Yes, and it needs to be a long term deal because it's hard to see this team winning cups in the future without him. That's you right. know, it's, put rings on that finger. Put a ring on that finger. That's right. Second topic is titled Three's a crowd." Okay. okay. Three's a crowd. Three's a crowd. Now, so, I can only imagine this refers to our goaltending situation. This refers to our goaltending situation. Mm. So now everybody is aware that last night, every you know, Mackenzie Blackwood was slated to start that game against St. Louis, right? We even talked about it the last podcast. Yeah. You play Vanacek against the so Wings. So bummed. You, you know, play Blackwood uh, against... you got to play Blackwood again because it's right. back-to-back. But the, So Blackwood gets to start against the Blues and Vanacek's in against the Rangers. And okay, so maybe you lose the Blues game, which happened anyway. But right. uh, okay, so during pregame... Pre or warm up skates, I guess. Yesterday, uh, early yesterday morning, um, he gets hit in the hand with a puck. Apparently, that's what they said. The hand. So he is now uh, can't play last night. Did they say so what hand? Th- they didn't. Um, I'm I sure I can find NHL it. NHL goalies but... today for practice. Well, NHL goalies have a couple catching gloves that they rotate. You know, so the catcher, obviously the big mitt. Uh, for practice, they have uh, like a, a double layer. It's, it'll get a little less feel, but it protects their hands for practices and things like that. So I'm just curious exactly where this injury is. Maybe maybe it's his stick hand. Maybe he wasn't like, wearing yeah, it. Like I it, don't know. If, if um, you were going to get injured and you were ready for practice, it's less likely to be your catcher hand. It's more likely to be your stick hand. He's also a guy that... a weird fluke kind of thing, you know. Also a guy that has a flair for being injured. So, oh, it's um, just weird place. Yeah, right. My heel, my head, it, all these right. extremities. I can't play goalie tonight. My hair hurts. <laughs> <laughs> so Let's yeah, my left ear. <laughs> he uh, so so he they call Kira Smith, uh, recall him from Utica yeah. uh, yesterday, and yep. basically is like, hey, you're our goalie tonight. I was so happy to see um, him out there. Yes, I really and, and, was. You know, I, I he didn't have. I, I don't. Here's my question about Akira Smith's performance yes. last night. Did he do himself any favors with that performance? You know last what? Night? I think um, any goaltending analyst would say this loss is not on him. He played a pretty good, a very good game. Was it perfect? No. You could probably put the third goal as that's the one he wants back. It, is that the one that the exact, uh, um, the that, that Kevin Ball was so out of position? Oh my God! First of all, all of them were stupid turnovers and way out of position. Kevin Ball spinning around like a ballerina out there. <laughs> Kevin Ball has been a disaster. I'm so bummed, man. Nobody well, was looking for him you to know, do more on this team than me, and it's. Every game I see him, it just gets worse. Yeah, and it, we're going to jump into some defense on the sure. on, on one sure. of our. Well, maybe even was that third goal. I think even this one right there. That, so, I think that's the one I feel like should have or could have made that save. 
and he made a lot of great other saves, but that reminds me of Blackwood's last performance, but not quite as bad, where Blackwood did make some really good saves. Yes. But then he had, like, brutal turnovers. Now, Schmidt did not have any brutal turnovers, brutal goals. He had one goal, I was like, ah, I think on a great game, Schmidt definitely gets that one. Right. The other ones were just so stupid, these turnovers. It was one of those games, too. Like, you are out shooting them at least two to one, but the chances are two to one against you. Yep. You are giving, as far as high quality chances, we're giving them way better chances than we're getting. And it was like, some of those uh, St. Louis players, you can just tell by the way they play. They well, are a good team. A Maybe good veteran team. They're in decline, but they still know how to get it done. And they still have that sniper's in- instinct of like, we're going to let these fucking guys get themselves out of position. Yep. And we're going to fucking be right there and rip these easy goals. They're a solid. They're a solid team. Yes. They're filled with veterans, and yep. they, uh, you know, they they've been through it before. They definitely made us pay for our so, defensive lapses. And Smith, he did a great job. Did he do a perfect job? No. Okay. So, I think that we are all in agreement here that the only conversation that is worth having when it comes to the goaltending, is who's going to be Vitek Vanacek's backup? I think that's basically where we're at right now. I, when you say and we, you and me, yes. Most of the Devils fans, I believe, the organization, I still am not sure. I'm hoping that we're getting there. I, are, are you sure that this okay. organization knows that Vanacek is the guy? I mean... It, I, I really, really hope so. Do I know for sure? No. And I think tomorrow will say a lot. Because Blackwood yeah. didn't play against the Blues, are they going to, if he's okay and his, his hand's all right, are they going to put him in against the Rangers, which I think would be a huge, huge mistake. My God. And, uh, uh, so I'm hoping it's not. But I do think that if they're not there yet, they're going to get there, meaning management, as far as is Vitek Vanacek the number one goalie, they... Maybe tonight, at this moment, Lindy Ruff is mulling it over because yeah. he's looking at pictures of his illegitimate Mackenzie Blackwood child. I even and looked up. Like, Are they from the same town? They're I, not. I, uh, Blackwood's I'm from t- Ontario. Um, I think it's Manitoba or Saskatchewan. Somewhere further out west. Maybe I'm in Alberta. That's where Lindy's <laughs> yeah. from. Yeah, Lindy's I'm from way look, out there. Like, are they from the same hometown? Because I'm going to give you, just as an aside here, since you brought it up, a reason for the management getting it. Management, meaning Lindy Ruff mostly, and a reason to, to say, I don't know if they did get it. So, finally, the media is starting to realize they're getting quotes from players here uh, where they say that finally have been, you know, vocally saying, and here's a quote from Wood V's been outstanding all year. His game has been so consistent throughout the year. Um, Unfortunately, we let up the goal at the end of the game, the game which was a shutout almost uh, on the Red Wings until it wasn't. But he's been outstanding all year, and he's, quote, the backbone of this team. That's Miles Wood saying that. That's Miles Wood saying it. Other players have said very similar things. Now, here's the against in that same, you know, post game. Here's Ruff on Vanacek. He made the saves he needed to make. I didn't think we gave up really high-quality I didn't think we gave up real high-quality shots. Right, right, right. I think we kept most of the stuff to the perimeter. But again, he looked comfortable making the saves he needed to make. Which is about the, the, the least uh, you know, positive um, you know, recap of a near shutout perfected win from your goaltender. And nowhere near as glowing as Wood gave him. And 
I'm starting to see more and more articles from the media as well saying, hey, Vanacek is the guy. Look at these numbers. I, we well, can go over the numbers. Let's do that. Yeah. Because, um, well, what you read just read about what Lindy Ruff said, is that's that's a little disconcerting. I've tried, but, I read it over and, and over because like, maybe I'm getting the wrong impression. No, I, I mean, I think that I that's... I don't know how else you read that. So, so Blackwood and Smead... Um, we're not even going to talk about Vitek Vanacek's numbers because they're just well, bet, much better than both of these guys. So, right. so this season, Mackenzie Blackwood has played eleven games, and Akira Smith has only played nine. Uh, so, you know, Mackenzie Blackwood played two more games. Um, save percentage for Mackenzie Blackwood is a point eight eight eight. For Akira Schmid, it's point one nine two. I'm sorry, that's no, not, that's no, how no. many saves. Point eight eight eight. For uh, Mackenzie Blackwood, what the hell am I reading? Akira Smead is point nine one nine. There so, we go. That right. sounds better. So Akira Smead's <laughs> sorry about that. Akira Smead's save percentage is considerably better. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, goals against. To be on the right side of nine is a very big important thing. Right. You don't have great playoff goalies below nine. No. Let's just start there. So goals against is three point zero five a game for Mackenzie Blackwood to to Akira Smead's two point two four. That's a big it's, difference. It's exactly. So this is. To me, not even a question. Now. And they've played kind of similar games per year as yeah. far as the total number of yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. Two, two games more for Blackwood. Okay. That's it. So, yeah. That's it. Two games more and, and it helps her case. I, I, I didn't hear anything about Blackwood as far as his hand and whether or not he's going to be back. Now, I did think that that was a little bit kind of weird. Oh, yeah. Very suspicious. It was a little fishy. Yeah. Possibly and, accurate. Maybe this is a team giving him an out. For why he's never going to play with the club again. Well, it kind of... I, I don't want to go, again, this is nothing more than reckless speculation. Reckless speculation. But the first thing I thought when I heard that he got injured in the, uh, the warm-ups, I thought, I'm calling shenanigans on that. Yeah. I'm saying that they're looking and saying, uh, you know what, we he can't go, we can't run with the him. But we <laughs> he hurt his hand. But what are we going to do right now? We you know well if it's you know we can put him on the you know um, just bench him right now and see what happens. I, again, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to give you. Uh, hang on one second. What are you 2.25 million reasons of why we should trade Mackenzie Blackwood. I don't have time for that. Can you summarize it so in like one reason? He signed a three-year, $8.4 million contract. All right? Yeah. His average annual salary of $2.8 million a year. Wow. Now, this year, um, he has, I believe, $4 million or something uh, that's owed to yeah, him. Yeah. And, and, and it's a $2.8 million cap hit. Now, when it comes to the salary cap... Which is like I don't know eighty one and a half million dollars or something in the NHL, right? something like that. But the Devils are right up against it. They do not have a nickel to spare. So money that you might need to sign Jesper Bratt, mm-hmm. money that you might need if you trade this year and we get a couple of guys that we they have contracts and we're willing to take them on, or Jesper maybe Bratt we want to sign them for extensions. Year, you're saying right. we should make the deal this year, yes. but if now, we did, it would count against us this year. I, it might not. My my Is there point. A deadline? My point yeah. being, I, I don't know if it. I'm sure that it would. No, the five point four this year that he's Sometimes making. You that's what goes against. This shit out. Well. Crazy. Listen, and people say, oh, the salary cap is fake. And, and yes, there are ways to manipulate it. And you can always kick the can down the road and hmm. pay a guy, you know, uh, in, different ways and move money. their money pay around. Pay him in crypto. In, in crypto, Monopoly money. Awesome. Uh, Ovechkin, Ovechkin for 22 years? Yeah. Rubles. Rubles. Nothing but rubles. He's the richest guy in Russia. Yeah, but it's not um, 
but he goes to Seven Eleven all the time, and they're just like dollars, Oli, dollars. They pay me in vodka. <laughs> so, but okay, so Mackenzie Blackwood, uh, this team is up against it. So yes. they do not have any wiggle room. They do not have a lot of guys. You know, I think uh, the highest paid guy on the team is is uh, Hughes. Mm-hmm. Um, and and who do you think is the highest paid defenseman? I mean, if you're going with quality, you know, you got him from Pittsburgh. Oh, is it Marino? I know it's not. Um, you have a lot of other young defensemen. Hamilton's the big stud. Maybe you think it's Hamilton. I'm pretty sure it's not. Who's our highest paid defenseman? Unfortunately, I feel like I know who it is. You do, and everybody else does. So, the league average salary for defensemen is $3.1 million a year. Right. Damon Severson makes $5.1 million Worth every a fucking year. penny, huh? So, and his cap hit this year is 4.16. Okay? Damn. So, you have a guy who is, what, D-man number five? Right, we can when when Marino is healthy, right? We're 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 calling five, him five, if not and, six, five when he's not brutally killing you. Yeah, and I was trying to put him at seven. I was trying to get him out <laughs> off the but big club. Let's just look at the like the basic logic of what is going on with these two players in right. particular. Right. So now you have uh, the Devils have young studs on defense. All right, mm-hmm. um, you know Jack Hughes. Graves. I mean uh, Luke Hughes. I'm, I'm talking about oh, Hughes up. and Nemec. Yeah, you're talking Hughes, about Nemec you, you know these guys were picked. Some other guy down there. These guys were picked really high in the first round. Right. These guys are, you know, coming out of the draft, and especially when it comes to um, Nemec. I heard uh, this guy's NHL ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can. He's a plug and play player. He can come right in. And like you know this year, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like ready to go. Right now, wow. Juniors is else. over for the, for for Luke Hughes uh, this weekend, so I don't know when he'll be back with Utica. And Czech's and, still playing, and I I think so. Um, okay, so, so we might have to wait a little longer for Nemec to come back, right? Or but be available. You have two guys that are extremely highly touted, and and mm-hmm. they're your future. You traded these guys in positions that these are guys you want to hold on to for a long time. When you talk, again, about a core of the team mm-hmm. down the road that could possibly be a, a team that wins a cup, maybe more, uh, it has Nemec and, and Luke Hughes on it. You know, yeah. that they're on that team. Right. So you have these young guys. Now you have another, you have Damon Severson, who is, we would say, defenseman number five. Yep. You know, when Marino is healthy, he's your fifth best defenseman. I mean, yeah, he plays on the third line. Do you think he's good as Hamilton? No. Just go up and down, you know? And he gets paid more than any of them. Now, you are paying almost $10 million a year for two guys. Now, mind you, an $81.5 million cap, $10 million of that are going to two guys. We're hurting you. One is a fifth. One is your fifth best defender, right. and the other is your backup goalie question mark. You're paying two guys to hurt you more money than you pay Jack Hughes. Right. <laughs> exactly. Now, we can bitch about their play. We can bitch about, you know, the last couple of years that, yep. you know, and, 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 and the bullshit that have, was gone on with it. What you really can't bitch with whether or not you are a Severson lover you you love Mackenzie Blackwood you want him to be the number one you think everything that we say negative about them are is completely out of line yeah. and we do not Let's know what it, you're that's talking all about opinion I think it's fact-based but it's still opinion 
You know what's not opinion is the math of it all. Right. That's right? it. You know? You are paying a team that is up against it. You are going to need some flexibility to to make this run, to do to get who you need where to get. Where else are you gonna shake down ten million bucks? You tell me where. How many first of all, we can get rid of the whole fourth line. And yeah. we still don't have ten million bucks. You, you add don't. that shit up. Nope. So like what are you talking Especially about? Especially when you're talking about Getting rid of not only these two players, but these two humongous contracts. Right. And bringing in a guy like, let's say, Luke Hughes, and bringing a Kira Smita. Which, you by the way, is a net positive. On rookie scale. Forget the money. Right. Forget the rookie scale minimum wage contracts these right. guys are going to be playing on. Right. Forget that. You are bettering your product for it. Right. So, that to me. basically what you call a no-brainer. Right. So when I stop and I'm thinking about this, I find it very difficult to come to a place where those two dudes are still on this team after the trade deadline. It just, I cannot wrap my head around a place where that makes any sense no, at all. it doesn't. So I, I do think that um, Mackenzie Blackwood, I do think Akira Smith is, is going to, by the end of this year, he will be locked up. As the, as, I think we're being a little naive Sometimes I wonder, and I'm hoping, that I just don't see that the management has to play both sides of this. That they always seem like they got a valuable property. And, you know, like, a lot of times we've said, oh, you got a Ben Severs and this and that. Maybe there's a side of it that I don't get, because I've never been a GM of a hockey club, where you got to be like, dude, financially, just like you say there's no way for them to be here, and you're right, come trade deadline, there's no way for me not to play them until then. You want them to go down to Utica. Guess what? If I do that, I get nothing at trade deadline. I'm yep. fucked. So maybe it's a little bit of like the fans, you and me, have to see a bigger, more nuanced businessman picture. And or am I imagining that? No, like, that I honestly very don't well, know. I'm an uneducated fan. But, I'm that, not but you're an extremely GM. educated fan and you play and you know what you're talking about. But the true though, everything you're saying is... is I think part of it, though, I think that you have to look at it and, you know, maybe, yeah, okay, we do have to play these guys. As long as that end game for Fitzgerald is to get rid of them, whether that's next month or, you know, next week, you know, if you want to play them to, because I can't spend $10 million a year and just have it sitting under my mattress at home. What are you going to do if before the trade deadline, Devils have reached a long-term contract with Damon Severson? I would, I would really have to. Blackwood, uh, uh, if that shit comes up. And you, oh, like how far will your jaw drop to the ground when that I, happens? I, I, I really, you realize you know nothing about the mind of this fucking team? Because I, I can't imagine how I'm going to handle that. I don't think that's going to happen. No, uh, but I'm but just saying, for the sake of argument, when you be like, I'm in a fucking alternate universe, I didn't realize it is so different than what I thought it was. Yes, oh yeah, I would think that, you know, yeah. down is up, uh, nothing yeah. makes sense, and yeah. Um, so, uh, so that's our prediction. We're going to go with sanity. That we'll these go with guys sanity. Have to be traded. It just there's By the really trade deadline. They're out. Yeah, you, you know, you have to get. First of all, you have to get some value. And again, I don't how know low, how how low can you take. At what point are you being offered so little for these guys that it makes more sense to keep them? Is it, there a point? And what well, is that? I don't. I want to give them away for nothing. Well, see, but that's I, like the fan in me. But I think that there's, you know, you have to really. If if let's say, you know. Mackenzie Blackwood ends up, you know, starting against the Rangers and and getting 
you know, having a terrible game and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Then next game in, <clears throat> let's say he gets two of the next three after that, and right. he plays terribly. Okay. At some point, like you're saying, like, will you get anything for him? Probably not. You know, if you have a guy who's well, I mean, like... also, like, but, as, as the trade deadline approaches... Right. And you... But no, I, my, I'm, okay, I'm you're, saying... You're no, with me. I yeah, okay. yeah, but I think that even if... With only Blackwood, I can see this. Yeah, okay. I think they cut him. I, I, I do think that you're saying, you know, you'd like, rather... if you can get if, almost nothing for him, you'll take almost I nothing. I think you kind of have to. If that, if that right. scenario I just said played out, yeah. I think you would have to. Right. Because you're not going to hold on to this guy, pay him money, and like you said, keep him in Utica. Right. You're not going to put him on... Not going to take uh, up a roster well, maybe, spot. Maybe you throw him on waivers Who and see if someone... take up a roster right. spot? No, you throw him on waivers, you see if someone yeah. claims him and wants to assume the contract, that's great. At least yeah. he's out of your hair and he's somebody else's problem. But... I do think that, you know, just like, you know, there was so much, I wanted to start researching. I wanted to see what these guys were making. I was like, how? Yeah. Like, is it worth it? Because if I it's see that Severson's making, you know, a million dollars a year and the guy's barely getting paid anything, well, okay, mm-hmm. maybe he's going to stick around. But when I saw, excuse me, <clears throat> when I saw his um, salary, I, I was, I was th- just none of it made sense. Right. He's, he, you know, he's what, 20, 28, 29? Right. You know, so I do think, though, you know, I don't think you're going to get a whole lot for them. I do right. think that if you're looking for a player who... You're not going to get a, a four and a two and a half million dollar play in return. No. And, or and, or a, a six and a four million dollar play in return. That's kind of what numbers. you want, yeah. You're and that's what you, that. No. They're just not worth it. We, you're gonna, the whole league knows this. You're going to get that, the though, if you trade somebody with them and it's a person that we talked about earlier in the show and unfortunately I do see however this plays out Alex Holtz being a part Holtz of it being wrapped in that deal yeah if it's for one dude you know what I mean like if you're going to go after a Patrick Kane you know maybe Chicago okay. says okay you know Mackenzie Blackwood whatever uh, or you know not but yeah we can use a veteran defenseman and we we need some youth we're a young team you know you can see a guy like Holtz going there I don't know. Um, if I'm a young team, I'm like, oh, I can get Damon Severson to do what he did for the Devils? You know, a lot of... But like like, like <laughs> you said, you know, a lot of people look at him and they see a different game. They see a different player. They, they, they you know... I know. Well, he, so, he's but I'm goals. not saying GMs do. Yeah, um, he's, but his offense know. has slacked a lot this season. So, like, when yeah. you take the one thing that we were living with him for, you know... Yes. Uh, Deal with the bullshit. He'd score some goals, but then you take that away. It's like, I, oh, I'm holding Oof. his shit. He's got all his brutal, brutal turnovers and no coverage, and yeah, yeah. So I mean, I so for that topic there, I do think. It, it's, By the way, when we're always beating up Severson, I like to throw one nice thing out there. You know what he has a little bit less of this year? Own goals. Last yeah. year he scored <laughs> on his own fucking net four or five times. Four or five goals were off his fucking yeah. stick. Not like tipped. Like, whoops. Like, it's in the net. And he hasn't really done that this year. He's at all different kinds of other mistakes. We also, well, how many goal, how many saves did Vanacek make on him that you just didn't realize? You I feel know? Like I'm, 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 you know, maybe, maybe, maybe we just have better Vanacek, goalie, yeah. Or, or he just knows, like, Severson's out. I got to put the fucking rebound way away from him. He's avoiding the <laughs> other players it. and Severson. I'm going to just give it to Brendan Smith. Yeah, they have an extra attacker out. His name is... <laughs> and of course, that was a friggin' uh, power play goal, right? That we let in the Red Wings. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, fun goal. 
All right. That's all right. Our third topic. Yes. You are going to put your general manager hat on, Dan, because this topic is called... Let's see if it fits. Okay, I like that. Third topic is called King for a Day, Dan. All right. You, Dan Martin, are the general manager of our New Jersey... Let them eat cake! (laughs) First, we reel out the guillotine at center ice. No, I'm just kidding. If you were the general manager of our... New Jersey Devils, yes. and you have one day as general manager, and okay. you can make one move. Now, I'm not asking you to give me a player unless okay. you want to give me a player. All right? Okay. You have I to just, make I, I one trade. Get somebody. You have to make a trade. You have to get rid of somebody. You have to, yeah. You have to it's make a, a one for one? Make or it. an imaginary package? Make an imaginary package. I want to. That's what she said. Yeah. Um, so yes, you're mad. Like, and you don't have to give me a player okay. per se. Then how about this? How about you just right. tell me one trade I need to make? Not not necessarily. You don't even have to give me a full trade. What mm. type of player do you want to see this team go out and get? You don't have to give me a okay. you know. Okay. Like what right. type and where do you want to see that player on this? I team? I want a hockey player because it's not going to help us get a basketball player. Or what if the basketball players are really good at hockey? Okay, you show me one. And, uh, we'll talk. <laughs> Have your people call my This people. is going off the rails. No, no, I, I'm trying not to derail here. So <laughs> I'm trying to understand. The type of player we need the most yes. to make this a cup or a playoff ready team. Absolutely. Okay. Hmm. This is a tough call because I go back and forth with defense or offense. Do we need that one extra player or offense who can bring us that veteran, anchoring, dangerous kind of like very plot like move, you know. Right. Do we need another plot or somebody who kind of fits that role, you know, that maybe plays a little differently? Or do we need that defenseman? Like that's tough. I go back and forth with that. I don't feel like we need the goaltender, so I'm I'm, re- I'm li- really ready to ride Vanacek, no problem. Um that you're comfortable with that, huh? I Absolutely. Am, okay. I am right now. I am totally comfortable with Vanacek. Now there's a handful of guys out there that are fucking amazing that I, if we could swap them out imaginary world today, it'd be hard not to pull the trigger. But I There's not many. Know. There's not many, yeah. number one. There's not many. We're not talking about a lot, and we're not talking about huge, huge gains um, in, in, you know, in the position of goaltender. And not only that, I don't think it might make as much difference to this team to improve you know, there versus... I agree. A little bit in defense, or maybe a little bit more in offense. I'm kind of leaning more towards offense to get somebody who can throw the body, stir things up, has a veteran presence, but can also uh, you know score beautiful goals when necessary. It just makes a line from out of nowhere way more dangerous. You know, I I kind of would maybe pick one more of those forwards and defensemen. On the other hand, I, I'm really torn because I could see how. Like a good, solid defenseman could help us. Knowing that we have a really nice, solid gamble going and the uh, young guys coming up and being NHL ready today, I'm going to go with the forward. I would too. Yeah. And I would go with the forward exactly uh, somebody that fits what you said, a size guy. And I would put him on Hughes's line. Yes. I think if you had, and I like Eric Halla on Hughes's line. He's been doing um, good. He's yeah. Been working hard. I feel like his execution. Isn't what it could be. Yeah, he so needs a to better all Eric Hall a style of player who maybe hits even a little bit more, you know, has a bit more presence. 
he's been retired for like 20 years. Okay. But it keep popping in my head, like when I always yeah. think of like a perfect line, okay. and I look at that team, and I'm like, Jack Hughes, great. Eric Holla, great. John LeClaire. Oh, yeah. I want to see John LeClaire on the other wing. Yeah, Just clearing space for Hughes to do yes. whatever he wants. And, and then a guy that can finish it. Goal. Yep. Yeah. Yes, but the, he he doesn't play anymore. So I'm going to forget him. He's available. I mean, but talk to his people. I will I, you know, call him up. I'll call him after the podcast. I'll Are see what sure? he's doing. Like so he's got to be, what, like 50, league. what? He's got to be in his 50s, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's older than us. So, okay, so I would want a John LeClaire type of player. Uh, I, I can't think of anybody right now that who might be tradable or anything like that. And whether or not you get that for, you know, not giving up the uh, King's ransom for it, of course. But I think a player of that kind of nature, like a big dude with some speed and good hands, can kind of, like I said, clear the way for Hughes to do what he does, which is just you know, he magic. He doesn't have to be the magician like Hughes, right, but, but he needs to be a solid he, scorer. He has to be able to capitalize on the stuff that Hughes is throwing his way, because Holla could have had two goals with Hughes with the primaries last you know, night. some part of Hughes goes home and goes, dude, I fucking set you up so right. many times. He's just like, he why can't I just play with him, myself? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I had another one of me on this line... <laughs> It'd be perfect. Uh, and I, I think it would be... Frightening. I think it would, right? I mean, he... Patrick that, that's Kane, the Patrick Kane. You try to get them both to play on the same line? If we could make <laughs> a deal with not. Chicago for Patrick Kane, because yeah. I, I know Patrick Kane, he's going to be dealt. And yeah. I, my I prediction... Know, I like he's the most likely realistic guy we're talking about. Right. Uh, and, and he does play more physical than Hughes. But I definitely see him going to someone in the Metropolitan Division. I see that. They're the most competitive division. You know, you're going to have uh, probably most likely a, you know, with the exception of Boston, a, a somebody rep- representing that division in the uh, Stanley Cup Finals. There are way too many good teams. If I'm Patrick Kane, you even look at the one game that he played against us, and I don't know how that dude doesn't walk out going, yeah, I'd like to play with Jack Hughes. I'll throw another, since we're talking about retired players, imagine this style, because it's not what I was originally thinking, but I think actually it would be fucking genius with on the, on the Hughes line if we're replacing Hall in this scenario. Fucking Claude Lemieux type. Ooh, I mean, yeah. think about the fucking grit that adds to a yeah. line that is not known for grit, who had hands nobody. when he had hands. Nobody. He's going to draw all the tension away from Hughes. And nobody would even look at Hughes sideways if you had a Claude because Lemieux. Because all eyes are on him. Yeah. And, and if you... You know and, who's the new, and, and I hate to say it better, Marshawn. Marshawn, yeah. Marshawn, but he's, yeah, you know, he's over yeah. there in Boston. But a Marchand would be awesome with Hughes. I had never thought about a guy like that. I'm thinking about a size guy who can be like the go-to yeah. kind of... How about somebody who's also got the fucking nasty edge? I, I and that's why I really wanted uh, more so than Johnny Goudreau was go after Matthew Kachuk. Yeah, you know, he has also, a I'm like, you edge. put Matthew Kachuk with Jack Hughes. This yeah. is that's going to be fun. Yeah, uh, but you know. Was not to be. No. But, uh, you know, I, and I like Eric Halla. I like what he brings. Um, I, I do put, And he's a veteran, so uh, I yes. want to replace him if no, I'm doing this. but get somebody veteran. else for that line. Right. And then you can do... your. And I like the... And I don't the, want to lose a veteran for another young guy. No. This team needs the amount of veterans or maybe one more than they actually I, have. Right. So make this guy a veteran. Yes. And you put him in with Hughes and Halla. And you got, you know, Hughes just making these guys look like they're, you know... 19 years old. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you go with the first line. I, I think that Palat, Heischer, Brat line has a ton of potential. You could crack it. Go ahead. Uh, 
<laughs> but the, I think the the Palat and Hughes and, and Brat line can really they start clicking. And I yeah. really was happy with the the McLeod Wood um, Alexander Holtz line. Yes, um, and, and, and it's better than ever. And on paper, yes, shouldn't that Boquist Mercer Sharangovich line just kill it? I mean, on paper, aren't okay. you looking at that going, why yes. these guys? Why aren't okay. they? First of all, Boquist has fallen off more than the other two. Jesper is most definitely away, the lesser, but he had a little peak there. He was like, yeah. a, you know, he was looking pretty good, especially as they started slumping. He still was doing really well for a while, and then he also slumped, and he had to come out of it. No. Um, when you look at Mercer, boy, he's got all the talent in the world sometimes. He's real spark plug, but he's missing uh, some opportunities. But when you look at him, you're like, eh, he's kind of doing everything he needs to. Oh, that breakaway really last young. night was I rough. Know. That it, was it, rough. That's where I feel like he's young. Yeah. Like, when you're a young player and you run out of room like that, yeah, you're like, it's that, easy that, to that, panic. That, that, I'm on the fucking glass. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. You... You choked, dude. Yeah. I don't know how else to say yeah, it. No, he choked. He, he choked. He was, ah. And Bennington was there. He was like, yeah. let me just stick that Chitting, left leg Chitting, out. Bennington just, was I like, know yeah, you're you, not going to lift it. You choked. I know you're going too fast because you got a big head of steam and you're nervous. Right. You're not going to be able to pull back and pot it up like what she probably thought about all night long was like, oh, if I could have just lifted it over That's his it. pad. Six and inches. He, That's yeah, a goal. The problem is you didn't know where you are going, but Bennington did. Yeah. And so he outplayed him on that. But, but go ahead, you're, you're, right, you're saying you're, he you're, he also actually did more good than he did bad. He set up wood, yes, like so many times. But in, I, over the last two games, I and, believe you were going to talk about Sharon Govich. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I, I, I almost hear forgot what you have to him say. because he fucking goes away. Yeah. He's just gone sometimes. He's got amazing skill, but he one of the best shots on that team. And how he just like his forecheck sometimes turns so sadly weak. It's like watching somebody just give up. He like sometimes in the offensive zone. He looks like he's turning around to go to the bench. Like my shift's over. <laughs> you are still in a forecheck, motherfucker. Get that puck deep before you go. Right. It's very. It's all little details with him that he just takes time off, and it's infuriating because his fucking wheels are phenomenal. His hands when he's on is great. He's been a little stymied, and I think he's like one of those players who. And I'm totally just imagining shit right now. I'm just trying to figure out personality from a guy skating on ice, which is probably like 18 pixels at a time, despite. 4K, uh, you know, it's, I don't really know. However, how TVs work? I have no idea. <laughs> There's a little man, and, no. but you know, like you look at him, and sometimes I think he's the kind of player like when his scoring touch isn't there because every player's gonna have a little. He also just fucking disappears from yep. the whole games. Like, like he somehow goes, well, it's not on for me tonight, so whatever. And that suck. That sucks because he can. What he should model himself after is fucking Nico Hischer. He should say, I'm going to be the fucking two-way player. Instead, you know what he wants to be? Jack Hughes, who goes, I'm playing defense, but don't expect me to like it. I fucking hate playing defense. He knows he does. He says comments like that. Sure. But yet he still does a little bit more than Sharon Govich. And does it well. Yeah. Do you think Sharon Govich? Nico said, you know what? I can score, but I'm not going to be a prima donna. I'm going to be workhorse, work ethic. And regardless of what you think of him, he fucking works his ass off. Unless I'm playing Florida, then I'm just going to crumble to Matthew Kachuk. (laughs) Um, he did, but you know it was. It, I, I understand what you're saying, but he tries to play two way hockey. Oh, look, I love Heischer. No, I love Heischer. I'm just busting his balls off. You understand why Hughes, with all his scoring, would hate defense, but yet he still does reluctantly more than Sharon Govich, who doesn't have Hughes scoring. He should say, "I'm going to be Nico Heischer. I can't score like Hughes. I'm going to work my ass off." You know what he's going to find? Like Heischer, he's going to get more scoring opportunities. A lot of these young guys. 
and I hate to say it, especially Europeans, they don't get the defense causes offense mentality. Like, playing hard, you know, defense and back-checking gives you offensive opportunities. And I feel like he still doesn't get that sometimes. I'm he's just, he's just on the bench, over, and he's know, like, he's just, every time people get off after last year, hey guys, want to see pictures of my baby? I just <laughs> had a new baby. Exactly. Has Bill Spalding told you that? Because he's mentioned it about twelve times. Yeah, and he, he just, sometimes it, he just doesn't seem as invested. Did in Did you know Danico's a grandfather? I believe it. No, I, I, they, they said it like ten times. Yeah, the other fucking I, night. yeah. I, no, and and you are right about Sharon Govich, and I think some That's of right. it has to do with you know the fact that. It's all like a big catch-22. He's not producing because he's not getting ice time. He's not getting ice time because he's not producing. Right. So, like, you know, right. which one is is a chicken and egg kind of thing. But he, you know, I do think, um, you know, last year when he... And I think there is a lot to say to his ice time, uh, of course, because last year when he was playing on the first or second line, he was head and shoulders better than this year. This, And I completely agree. And, and it's spark is not there. But, yeah, the, there's you know, something missing. You want to say, oh, you produce, you get more. Of course you will. But when you don't produce and you don't even look like you're trying, that's it's the easy key. to reduce he, your eyesight. He takes way too many shifts off. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the thing is that you said about defensively. Yes. He might, he's very good at it, but he doesn't fucking do it. Oh, he's you know? got all the skills in the world. Yeah. First of all, talk about some of these, and it's really not fair because I kind of personally value defense more than anything in a game, but I'm going to tell you the absolute truth. The best forwards are if they wanted to could be better than the best defensemen in hockey guys who guys who are great defensemen right really really want to score yes they found their niche being good defensemen and the scoring defensemen are like I'm playing both sides I'm doing my dream as long as I'm a good defenseman and those are the guys are kind of rare because they're these fucking guys who are split personalities they're being the scorer they dreamt of right but they're also responsibly solid defensively and then when it comes to forwards, you know, like they have the skills to say, I don't have to fucking play defense. Right. You know, and okay, that's what I it comes down to. Jack right. Hughes his whole life, nobody asked him to play defense his whole life because yeah. he's been a phenomenal fucking guy who can score as many goals as you need. You don't give a shit if he plays defense. You have other guys to do that. So, like, but you know what? Those guys like Jack Hughes that can score goals at will and play amazing defense, uh, you know what those guys do? They win Stanley Cups. Yes, that's the thing. Like in yes. Sharon Govich, you know, it, you know, I don't. I think. I think what's happening with this team over the next year to two years, I think you're going to see a growth uh, that's going to be character. It, yes, that's coming up big because and, that's the intangible right. the sports that really matters. The skills. You're right. It's like math. It's like if you're really, really good, you become a forward. If you're, really, you know, what you don't. You mentioned guys like Jack Hughes win Stanley Cups. We're betting that because it hasn't happened yet. You're right. You know why? We see like the drive and the work ethic. Well, I he mean, can do that. When did Sidney Crosby takes. go to the next level? When Sidney Crosby started playing defense, which was maybe what third, exactly. three years into a season, where he said do the same Hughes thing. Has that that body I'm that gonna Crosby does though yet. I think I'm he sure does he more. So 100 bought into that level. I think of the elite when he Crosby sees when he became elite, when he sees success yeah. from that. Play that model of play, he's gonna then he'll fully buy he's, in. He's buying it, he's young, right now, yes. But he's, I don't know if his, his whole being is bought into that. He's no, nowhere near like Nico Heischer level of responsibility. To defense. And think about with Jack Hughes' raw skill, right now, how but, much, how much, how great of a two 
hundred foot player would he be when yes. he finally does, puts the attention to the defensive side that he does to the offensive side? That's He'll be one be of the, the best players. Between does Jack Hughes win a bunch of cups in his career or not? No matter who he stays with, you're right. If he becomes that two way behemoth who can do everything. Yeah, he's going to be huge. He's going to yeah. He can I mean, go down as one of the best. He'll go down. As huge. He's huge he, now. He's, his potential is ahead of him. And, and, and I mean, just the, the smartest thing I, I've said this for a year now. The smartest thing Tom Fitzgerald did, you know, as soon as he drafted Jack Hughes, was locking him up to a long term deal. Yeah. Like it is so. Which I kind of thought awesome. was so ballsy. It was ballsy. I mean, you you always get a, a pretty sweet deal to your you know first overall pick. I'm not. It wasn't like unheard of. But he went deeper than he had to with Jack Hughes. It was the whole buy-in. Like, he was bought into him day one. Oh, yeah. They, as an organization, yeah. we're putting it all out. Like, I'm sitting at the table with him. He even had press photos of him sitting at the table with there's Jack. Like, just I not, got him here. There's the not many. Put that out there's not many guys. So yeah, but there's not many guys You're that right. when they come out have that kind of hype about them. Yeah. Nico didn't. Right. It was all about whether it's going to be Nico or it was going to be Nolan Patrick. Oh, they can go one two. It doesn't really matter. Uh, it wasn't that way with Jack Hughes. Hughes it though, was, you know what? There was a lot of talk that um, uh, what's the name? Fucking Ranger. Uh, oh, Capo Kakin, Kako, Capo Capo Kanakin. Yeah, Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, Zach Galifianakis. Kako. He he. He was like, they were like, are they going to choose one or the other? Like, as if it was one or two. Yeah, but I think Dallas everybody... never wavered. No. But I, I think like, most people issues, thought that, issues. you know, it, the Devils would have been, you know, made a really bad move if they didn't take Hughes, too. I mean, whether or not the media was tried, kind of pushing it. Especially the Ranger media. They were like, oh, maybe the Devils fucked up. Kako's pretty fucking amazing. Yeah. Oh, come on, dude. He's, he's a great player. Is he Hughes level? No. Well, you know, it's we'll get to watch him both tomorrow, year. which is awesome. Yeah, and you know what? Tomorrow, he's definitely capable of having a better game tomorrow than Hughes. He's still a great player. I'm not taking anything off him. But he hasn't changed the organization. I don't think he's anywhere a, near I don't think he's a great he, player. The, I mean, the, the way you're talking about Kako, I don't, I don't I mean, think Kako is. Just stop and think, if Hughes was a Ranger, what the fucking Ranger world would look like right now. Dude, I, if amazing. Hughes was a Ranger, I, I mean, we would yeah. be sitting here going, it's fucking typical New yep. Jersey Devils. Jack Hughes is there, and we take Kako Kako. secret ballot, and, go back in time and switch those two, uh, they would do it in a second. Yeah. They would definitely oh my take God, Hughes yeah. over Kako, and there's no... And the Flyers would definitely take Heischer over um, yeah. Nolan Patrick. Absolutely. So there's no doubt there. And, you know, that, that's why Fitzgerald was right to go hard for Hughes... I mean, he made the right call in retrospect as well. Well, Dan, that's what I got. So, how about you give me your uh, quick little picks about the what you think for tomorrow game? I am Where do you think that's going? About this game, I am this too. This is it, man. You always love these games. You come up for them. You get excited for them. Um, Devils are at a strange place. They're kind of being civil. They're like one day they're showing you one face, the other day they're showing you the other face. They've gone back and forth. Are they capable of putting a dud together against the Rangers? Definitely are. Makes Only because it's fucking home. nervous. A home game, which <laughs> has been the bugaboo. It. On the other hand, maybe this is it. Maybe this is where the team goes. Fuck this, we can't play home shit. You know, maybe they get a little team pride going and, and they feel like they want to come out super strong. Um, I feel like it could be the day for that. And what I would like to call is a 3 nothing Devils win. Okay. And a check in that. All right. Solid performance. That's what I want to see. I'm feeling positive, so that's what I'm going to go with. It's going to be a tough game. 
it's going to be a grueling game. I think the Rangers get off to a fast start. I think they maybe after the first period are in the lead. Mm. Uh, I think the Devils do what the Devils do, which is realize after the first intermission that they're one of the fastest teams in the league, and they turn it on. First time they met up, yeah, and then they'll they're gonna they're gonna come back. It's gonna be a a tight game. Vanacek and Shisirkin, who I hope are the two starters tomorrow, uh, and they should be. uh, They're gonna put on a clinic. Uh, It's gonna be an amazing game. Devils win overtime, four to three. Oh, that's gonna be beautiful. That's what I'm going. I like that. I'm going. Overtime or shootout? Overtime? Overtime. All right. In the five-minute overtime, three-on-three. Three. Yeah. Um, so. I'm looking forward to the Devils getting a few more shootouts this season just so I can see it play out better. I I, yeah, I, I don't think they've been all they can be in shootouts. Well, they only shootouts have one. Kind of bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I, I just wonder if they are, would just kill it in that or not. Now, I know we um, are going to... I think they would kill it at that uh, if they had enough opportunities. We'll see. Um, but... Uh, just because this one, you know, we're wrapping up here, but sure. I do want to talk the next podcast. I want your opinion on overtime, so we're gonna put a pin in overtime. We're gonna discuss it on the like next podcast. NHL overtime, yes, and I have some questions oh. and thoughts about it, and I want them to run them by you. All right, you're gonna um, have to remember. <clears> I will remember because I like this topic. I will remember. We will talk about it on uh, Sunday or Monday. Yeah. When we sit down, when's our, our game? Next game after the Rangers? If Let's you don't mind me check asking. The schedule here: games, Rangers coming up Saturday, seventh at one p.m. Tomorrow we are hosting. Then Tuesday, the tenth, we go to Carolina, Carolina. and Let's, then we go out west. Yes, well, for so, a five, yeah. four or five. I think it's five. Four games. It's four. four games. Yeah, okay. you got Ducks, Kings, Sharks, Kraken in that order. Nice. Which is cool. I can't wait to see the Kraken. now. So are uh, interesting this year. We'll get together on Monday and yes, we will discuss yes. the Ranger game. We will talk overtime and we will just talk a little bit about the upcoming uh, big game against the Hurricanes on Tuesday. Exciting. And then, uh, hey, we're going out west, baby. That's right. So we'll see you when we see you. Buckers out. It's over.